As Bitcoin continues hovering around $30,000, the blockchain world continues growing at breakneck pace. Bank of America has patents for blockchain waiting in the wings. Russia reconsiders crypto regulations. China says, eh, who cares what China says? GameStop crushes it with digital assets. Taco tokens are on the way. And USDT may quench your thirst. Oh, and in case you're living under a rock, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is over. What does that got to do with crypto? Absolutely nothing. But since everyone else is talking about it, so will we. You can listen to this podcast and we promise to not take a dump on your bed, at least not tonight. Welcome to our bad news episode number 612 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, boldly going where no other blockchain slash crypto slash web three slash slash podcast dares to go, mainly because we are the crypto clowns, the blockchain blockheads, the DeFi DoFi, the nifty nerds. What else you got, Trav? Um, I don't know. I think you covered them all. You said every one of the ones that we've come up with. We need to come up with more. Do we use that one, Miss? Yeah, we need. We we got that one. We need something for Z, so we could be the something Zers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Get out there. Get on that crypto industry. Create some protocol or something. Start, you know, it's a uh, uh, Zilliqua. The Zilliqua Zers. <laughs> but Zers with an X. It sounds like a Z. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's your that's your you know your your criteria. That's good. Welcome to the show, folks. We're doing a news episode this week because you know what? Every once in a while, we like to do a news episode, not just interviews and interviews. We like to do some news and some news and so some news and some views. So to do that, we need the proper. Let's get into the news music, and it sounds a lot like this. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a friendly little ditty. Timestamp, June the 3rd, 2022, 12, 18 p.m. Eastern time. Also, Astern time. <laughs> A-S-T is Atlantic Standard Time. I call it Astern time. Astern? Eastern and Astern? Astern time. Same thing. I think you're the only one that does that, though, but that's okay. You're that's, Joel Comey. You can do what you like. I do what I want to do. We're here in Puerto Rico. The current crypto market cap looking like 1.27 trillion dollars bitcoin 29,517 ethereum 1762 tether a buck usd coin a buck bnb 295 xrp 39 cents cardano almost 55 cents binance usd a dollar solana ouch solana's getting hurt pretty hard shut down again this week 38 bucks in dogecoin is at 8 sense uh are we and, and terra terra's uh ust which yeah. is now terra classic usd is now 1.9 cents huh it fell a little bit from that 100 one you know one dollar that it was all the way down to one cent. so they actually changed it now so so terra the original luna is now terra classic and and then loon c and then they have luna they created a new one so Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, fool me once. What was, that? What, what was that George Bush said? Fool me once. 
Shame on me, fool me twice. We won't be fooled again. That's what he said. <laughs> that was George W. That was a Wism right there for you. So are we in a, a bear market or not? I still say it's a bear cycle. I'm I'm not convinced. I'm con- completely convinced because the markets have gone down 90% in some cases. If that's not a bear market, then just, you know, kick my ass and call me fancy. I well, don't know. I'm, that's, I'm looking hard. at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is down 57% from its all-time high. Yeah. And last time in the bear market, we came down from 20,000 to 3,500. How much, what percentage is that? No, I don't know. We knocked off 75% of the total. That's At least it's about 80% yeah. off the yeah. all-time high. That's a lot percent. I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm just not concerned. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. And if it, you know what? Well, if, you're not it concerned, is, but I guarantee you 90 plus percent of the audience listening is concerned. Yeah. So it is, it is a, it is an important thing. You know, we, we, we're blessed. We live in Puerto Rico. We've done pretty good. A lot of people, this is, this is really catastrophic for a whole lot of people having lost a whole lot of money along the way. And so let's say this is that, uh, yeah. So if crypto were to do what it did in the bull run in 2017, 18 and go from 20,000 all the way down to like 3,500, which was down about 80%, then Bitcoin would get down to about 13,800, mm-hmm. um, which would be very painful for a whole lot of people. We're sitting at 29,000. So, you know, there's some, there is some good news in this episode. So it's not all just kind of sad and woe is us, but there is some, some good stuff going. And, and, uh, and actually Tim, uh, Tim Draper talks about how, you know, women are going to be a driver of the, uh, of the next bull run. Because are we, are we jumping are ahead? Gonna... Is that, are yeah, we jumping ahead to that? Let's go ahead and talk about that one because it seems to me like that was that was positive news, right? Okay. So let's just jump into that story. That made sense to me. You know, Tim Draper, he's a huge investor and, and big crypto guy, believes the retail purchasing power of women paired with Bitcoin's acceptance and merchant source, that's what's going to drive the assets to new highs above 250000 He's not saying when that's going to happen. It's just there is so much adoption that's going on that's talking about it. And uh, uh, Tim Draper was on the Wolf of All Streets podcast and talking about that. We probably should have him back on just to, as, a, as a, it's been about a year since we've chatted with Tim, get him back on and talk about where we should probably have him on about once a year. You know, I just like the guy. I mean, I think that uh, he's, uh, he, he's a smart dude. I think he is overly optimistic in his projections. I mean, he called for Bitcoin to hit highs that it never hit on the last run. And uh, it's a pretty easy thing now to say that eventually we're going to hit a quarter million dollars a coin, right? That doesn't take a lot of balls to say that. Of course it is. Eventually it will. Um, But he's right. As women, if they print more money and the dollar becomes less valuable, that's inevitable that that's what's going to occur. And um, women are going to be a key driver because think about this. The majority of crypto 90, 85% dudes, right? And as women become more comfortable in it with, with people leading the way, like uh, even with our, our former producer, Aaron, leading the show, the, crypty, the, the nifty chicks, right? Her and Jen creating a show around that, teaching ladies around NF, about NFTs. There's so many more ladies jumping into NFTs and crypto and starting to understand DeFi. And it's like that next wave, when, when women understand, it says right now that women constitute about 30% of all crypto owners in the U.S., worldwide um it's less than that but 
as more and more women, you know, there's 50, there's what, there's actually more women in, on earth than there are men. And so as more women get on the crypto, that's just going to increase the, uh, the, the wallets that are being used out there and should drive the price is they're starting to feel more comfortable with it. And most historically, women are the ones that hold the purse strings in most families, right? They're the ones that go out and pay in the bills and do all this other stuff, right? Big retail consumers in a lot of ways, uh, historically based on, uh, based on data. So more of them using crypto is going to be a great thing for crypto overall. You know, there was a tweet I saw um, today by at trading female. Her name's Elena, founder of at the girls table. Good job, Elena. And she said, not one woman led project is in the top 50 NFTs in the last 24 hours, seven days or 30 days. I'm ready for a change. And, and well, first of all, she's not she wasn't correct. And she um, amended that because uh, Yuga Labs is actually uh, has a CEO that's a woman. <laughs> so, right. you know, you've got some of the top ones there. But I think, you know, what she's talking about are, are more specific, you know, outwardly women based projects. And the fact of the matter is, is if you look at the NFT space, I'm sure the demographics show that it is largely a sausage fest. Right, that it's it's mostly men, and that will change. Penises love NFTs. I don't know what it is. Penises love crypto. They love NFTs. They love all. <laughs> We're big fans of that. Which, by the way, uh, by the way, Minty Cell, formerly producer Aaron, was commenting how upset she was because there is a collection out there that is selling very well that has cartoons of uh, of guys basically getting ready to cut their schmeckies off if what? ethereum doesn't hit 4k or so i'll have to find it and send it. she's like what is this how is this selling and and you know world of women isn't you know holding the floor uh, it's really it's like i would never buy these i would never mint these i don't want one of them i think they're stupid but you know just like stupid stuff sells it just does and, and meme uh, nfts are a real thing yeah, did you find meme it? NFTs are a real thing. Yep. Meme. Did I find what? The the I'll cut my dick off. I didn't, if, I didn't look. Yeah, it's 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 not good. I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes, which you will be able to locate at badco.in forward slash six twelve today. So yes, let's have Tim uh, back on the show absolutely again. Now here's something positive that I think will resonate with you, Sir Lord Travis. Taco yes. tokens at Chipotle. Mm. What do you think about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So nearly 3,000 Chipotle restaurants across the U.S. will begin to accept 98 different cryptos, right? So they're partnering with Flexa. We first heard about Flexa, I believe, at um, uh, it was Consensus 2019, maybe, Joe? Remember what that? Maybe 2020? We, I remember seeing Flexa there. Uh, they were doing some partnership with, uh, with Gemini, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But uh, so Chipotle is going to accept crypto through Flexa. Oh, my God. The only thing that upsets me about this is that there's no Chipotle here in Puerto Rico. I know. We, we really we do need one here. We are getting a Chick-fil-A here in, um, in Umacao very soon. They're building it right outside the Walmart. I can only imagine what the lines are going to be like. I mean, it's, it's going to be absolutely crazy. But here's a story I'm adding, uh, Trav, that I, I put in our group before. And this is exciting for the WAX ecosystem. Atomic Hub, which is where we launched Blockchain Heroes. In fact, humble brag, we were the first major property to launch on Atomic Hub. We basically helped Atomic Hub kick off 
their platform back in August of 2020. And now uh, they're doing so much business. They have partnered with Banksa so that there is a fiat to NFT purchase solution. So you'll be able to buy NFTs with a credit card, Apple Pay, and other popular payment methods um, on the Wax blockchain. I think this is a huge move. This is something that's been needed for a long time. And Wax being a superior platform for NFTs, um, this is an absolute no-brainer that um, that they make this available for people to buy with uh, with dirty fiat on the Wax blockchain. Definitely a good thing. Very cool. I think that um, Atomic Hub is is really crucial because I was actually chatting with a dude the other day, a good friend of mine, uh, Matthew Marcus. And uh, he was like, dude, I got some of these NFTs from Wax, these packs of Garbage Pail Kids, the exotic ones, the Tiger King ones. I'm like, how the hell do I open them? Where do I go to this? It's like, they're not showing up on Atomic Hub. I can't find them anywhere. Like, it was really hard for me to actually go out and try to find Garbage Pail Series 1 anywhere that you could actually buy. And they're, they're, Is it different? It's an old protocol. It's simple assets, which yeah. was not abandoned, but nobody's built on it in a couple of years. Yeah. And so the markets for those, so it's like a lot of those old school garbage pail are kind of stuck in la la land. Unless, well, you know, unless you that's have not the top, true. was like tops uh, WYD something.io or something. Yeah. If you go to the top site, there's a legacy link on there, but Atomic Hub created a, a portal. So you can't bring your packs over, but you all, all of my garbage pail kids assets are on, um, atomic assets. You do that you, one by one. No, no. You just click a bunch of them and boom, and you bring them over. Okay. So the, that's good. The marketplace for the actual assets is on atomic um yeah, as well as simple but those packs you just can't open those up so simple you just can't open or something so yeah yeah that's a weird thing that actually the marketplace doesn't work i was actually trying to buy a pack and it, it, it didn't actually work so something's going on with that but you know we were the very first ones uh and we were buying we were we were selling all our stuff as you mentioned only in wax we weren't taking yeah. any dirty fiat and now that, that uh you can actually buy nfts in fiat I think that'll probably pop up that marketplace even more as it gains prominence. And, uh, you know, Wax has, Wax has been doing some interesting things, I think, is because back in the day, you know, Wax would bring on a bunch of these big brands and onboard them to do NFT launches on Wax. Now they're just kind of basically doing what the blockchain brawlers, what, they're building their own projects. So they're not bringing in new projects, which is kind of a double-edged sword because they're not bringing in new audience in a, in a way. And, um, you know, because they were bringing in Hasbro and all some of these other ones, bringing in big, big brands, and now they're not. So that could maybe be a question that you're going to be interviewing uh, Mr. Uh, William Quigley at NFT NYC at an event. So maybe we can ask some questions around that. Yep, I absolutely will. And, you know, I think that they brought on a lot of projects that it wasn't lucrative for them to spend their time bringing those projects out. And so they've got the chain. People know that it works and if they want to build there and, and create packs and in a gas free environment, um, then they could do that. And now you can uh, spend your fiat. Have you heard of this optimism token There's a group called the optimism collective. And they did a token uh, airdrop to, uh, to people that were holding um, a governance token is OP was the token and it dropped like 40% right away. Uh, people sold, you know, they got a free airdrop of tokens. 
and a lot of people sold. And now there's some in the community that are like, I'm grumpy because, uh, you know, why should we give airdrops to people who are just going to sell? So, you know, what do you think of that? Is like, is that cool to to suggest that you should ban people from future airdrops just because they sold their tokens? But I mean, if it's a token that's now in my wallet, I should be able to do what the hell I want to do with it, right? Why do I why do I need to to pay attention to 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 that? So I don't know. What was the token for everyone? Was it airdrop? Everybody got free tokens, and how are you going to complain about that? Yeah, everybody on the list got their uh, their op tokens i don't know how you got them but your address needed to be on a list and and you got this governance token and there's some people that are saying like these are mercenary actors they'll dump their tokens why should any future airdrops reward these addresses and i'm like sure chase people away from your project <laughs> that's how dumb is that what kind of suggestion is that i think what you should be doing is make your token so attractive that people won't want to dump it, right? This isn't on the people selling. This is on the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of demand for this. And uh, 5% of the total token supply was distributed to about a quarter million people, right? And the token opened at about $1.43. Then it went to two bucks. And then it dropped down to $1.09. Then it went back up $1.18. So wham. It's a, it's not that big of a drop. Are you going to cry about a free token that you got that literally was free and you expect people to not sell it? That's a special kind of stupid. Yeah. Of course you're going to sell is. it. You're gonna, what happened whenever I got the constitutional token, the constitutional DAO? I didn't even know I was going to get that. I was do I donated an ETH to help go buy the con a copy of the, the constitution, right? And then all of a sudden I got a million people tokens out of nowhere. Well, guess what I did? I sold them. And now they're worth way less than when I sold them at that particular thing, right? So it's like, um, well, not all, because I don't think I sold all of them, but I sold a majority of them. And well, you're going to be mad because I got an airdrop, but I donated. And it was just, that was just like a weird bonus, but it was just an unexpected thing. Why did the value of that token go up? Because people were building on the people protocol, right? They're like, oh, we're going to build some games. We're going to do some of this. So how about this? Instead of freaking out about OP and crying about people dumping them on the market, how about spend your collective time building on OP? This is what I'm saying. Add value, I baby. Like I like it. Here's another special kind of stupid. Uh, people doing illegal stuff with drugs. A, uh, a father-son couple from Monroe, Washington, were sentenced to five years in prison yesterday after being charged with allegedly operating an illegal marijuana business and using Bitcoin to launder money. Yes, that's what Bitcoin is used for primarily these days is for the seedy underbelly of the world. I mean, isn't marijuana like legal just about everywhere now? I mean, of course, the federal government says it's not, but in terms of states, more and more states are legalizing it. Right. What a, what a, what a catastrophic thing for that family though. So the dad who's 47 and the son who's 28, like, I don't know if the, if the dad is married, if the mom's still like, wow, your dad, your, your husband and your son's going to jail over something. And marijuana has been legal in Washington for, for almost 10 years, right? It wasn't like 2013 when marijuana was legal in Denver and in uh, Washington. So like, 
My guess would be is like, why would you be doing an illegal marijuana business in a state where recreational marijuana is actually legal? Yeah, the Department of Justice is too busy chasing down small time alleged criminals like this, but letting the actual criminals off the hook. Um, the DOJ says the pair operated an unlicensed product business using cash and cryptocurrencies to sell to customers nationwide. The operation grossed more than $13 million with a net profit of $2.5 million. Not only did they produce and distribute marijuana products on the dark web in violation of the state's regulatory scheme, they also illegally laundered immense amounts of Bitcoin that their enterprise earned. Oh, and they had firearms. Well, check this out. It said that they had 40, 142K worth of Bitcoin uh, and they exchanged $142,000 worth of Bitcoin for cash with agents who were posing as human traffickers who wanted to launder money. That's their story that they're saying. Now, if that's the case, then you know what? You don't deal with people who are human traffickers. Clearly, uh, right. those are some of the worst types of people in the world. And so if they did do that, but... I don't know my faith in the whole agents and the FBI and some of these other ones. Like, is, is that even the truth? You just, you don't even know anymore. They can say whatever the hell they want and there's no checks and balances. They, so they can railroad these people. Who knows? There's no accountability. Yes, you are correct. If there's human, actual human trafficking involved, that's bullshit. Five years ain't enough. Yeah, right. That, that, that would be life and cut off their dicks just for, you know, good measure. Is that okay? Delete a dick for me. Delete a dick for me. Because when you have one put on, it's an added dick to me. So (laughs) uh, in other news, Ethereum surpasses $25 billion in all-time NFT sales. That's crazy. That is a lot of NFTs right there. And certainly the market is down right now. And, you know, if you, uh, if you bought an ape um, or a moon bird at its all-time high, you're down a whole bunch. At the moment, the NFT portfolios are not nearly as happy as they used to be. But, um, you know, Ethereum just seems to have that first mover advantage. Um, There's a lot of people that just don't know about the alternatives that are out there. And it's where all the money is. It's where all the money is. And quite frankly, you know, it's like, well, we've seen these numbers from like nonfungible.com where they were talking about how Q4 of last year was like 20 something billion total crypto marketplace. And um, you know, Q1 was a, a bunch of, uh, over that as well or near that. And then so Ethereum only has 25 billion in all-time NFT. So that seems low. That actually seems low to me. It seems like because we've been hearing that there's $25 billion in a quarter that's happened. Well, I'd like to see where the distribution of all of those are taking place. Then like so if Ethereum's only passed 25 billion in all-time NFT sales, then what's Solana's, what is Wax's, what are, you know, what's Flow's, what's some of these other ones, because the numbers don't add up to me. Correct, sir. Now, this story is not um, really a a crypto story, but I think it's important because it's uh, focused on privacy. And that is about Proton Mail is no longer Proton Mail. They are now Proton and they are definitely going head to head uh, to go mainstream with, uh, with against Google and other centralized services. They are completely privacy-focused. Uh, I use Proton for an account, and um, they are building a suite of tools. We've talked for a long time about how does one extract themselves from the Google ecosystem. 
because it just works. Your mail, your Google Docs, your Google Drive, your Google Calendar, they all work together mostly really well. And just changing email providers isn't enough when you've got your docs and your drive and your calendar. And Proton is, they've got betas of calendar now and file storage, as well as a VPN on top of their email. And so I'm going to be looking closer. Like I would love to get off all things Google. I mean, we're using Google right now for our calendaring. We're using it for our show notes that we're looking at at this very moment. And I want to extract myself from all things Google. Yeah. Well, they're not going to be proton.com because that looks like some sort of Asian vehicle. It's it's an Asian vehicle company, the Proton. It's it's Proton Mail. Proton Mail. Yeah, Proton Mail. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that it's Proton. I was just looking at the Proton.com. Um, but yeah, so they're adding the calendar. They're adding some other features. I like that. I, I, I'm with you on this because I like to minimize the amount of Google. It's just really hard to decouple yourself completely from Google. And then you're like, I'm done with. I don't keep Google Maps on my phone at all. I've never had it on there. But you know, sometimes people will send you a Google Maps link. To try and, and it's like sends me to a browser and that one sucks and then I got to go through and cop, mm-hmm. find the address copy it then it goes but if you don't have a lot of even some of those Google projects uh, stuff on your phone then there's it, it eliminates a lot of things you can use I think like Uber uses that and some other ones use that mm-hmm. so it's like it's really hard to get completely off of it but you can do your best to minimize uh, your Googleification because seriously um, I found it. It's uh, proton.me is their official new site. And okay. so you can get a proton.me email address and they've got mail, calendar drive and VPN. So again, privacy and freedom come first. I believe they're a Swiss company. Okay. And um, I, I, I recommend everybody, you know, go sign up and start. Well, I say, Joel, since we're since we're moving over and we got a new producer and stuff. And that's amazing that we've worked with in the past uh, with some stuff like. Maybe we just transfer some of these things on over to this. Like yep. we do our, we do our, we take our, uh, we'll put our money where our mouth, mouth is, folks. We're going to put on, we're going to go on Proton Drive instead of Google Drive because Google can E O B O D. A massive B O D. And so everybody go sign up for Proton. We have no investment in them, no dog in this hunt other than um, you defending your own privacy no so, no no we got a big fat bag of proton tokens don't lie they, they don't, don't exist to- they don't even have proton oh, tokens there's yet. there's there's no token uh for those of you that were following the whole terra ust uh collapse that happened and i guess is still happening even in light of a new luna coin um, there's a story here from CNBC it says that the Terra USD collapse will probably be the end of most algorithmic stable coins. I think that's probably a good thing, right? We want coins that are, are backed by something, not just pegged to something, not governed by an algorithm, but actually backed by something. It's always a good thing. Yeah. So that is the end of that, we, we touched base on that at the beginning. It's worth one, 1.9 cents now as it a stable coin. It's worth a dollar, right? Stable coins to me are a little a little interesting because, you know, and we've talked about this, like what happens if the US dollar is not stable, but you have tokens that are tied to the value of the dollar and the mm-hmm. dollar is not becomes not worth as much. I, I mean, I really think like a stable coin bucket or something, you know, it's like, would be smart, like have some gold in there, have some yuan, have some rubles, have some euros, have some dollars, 
where it's like it's like a eat like it's backed by multiple assets instead of just one because one is not necessarily stable in my mind you know what i'm saying so like how, how do we how do we get to a point where these stable tokens are actually stable in a world where our financial system is not stable like i don't have the answer to that i'm asking that question maybe we can have somebody on that can talk about that joel like somebody who has some ideas around how to how how to become more stable in an unstable world yeah, because I, I have no idea either. But, you know, really, the, the main reason we wanted to talk about um, Luna and UST on this is because there is a new USDT stable coin. Why do we need another USDT, Trav? Well, I mean, if you think about things that are stable over the course of time, historically, you know, you know, a, do a dollar is a dollar, right? And um, so this is USDT. T-E-A, it's the first stable coin backed by cans of Arizona iced tea. Because <laughs> since for 30 years, the price of Arizona iced tea has always been 99 cents. And if you can look at the price of Bitcoin over time, the price of gold over time, right? The price, Arizona iced tea, 99 cents. And so I'm going to, we should probably mention that from now on on CoinGecko News. And then the price of U.S. Arizona Iced tea is still 99 cents. And the price of Costco hot dogs are, is $1.50. <laughs> Stable dogs? <laughs> Stable dogs, right. Yeah. So, so these tokens you know, are sold out, though. You can't get them. I don't know. I, I found them after they were sold out. But you can actually, each token you got was redeemable for one ounce or one 23-ounce can of their tea, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about GameStop uh, a couple of years ago, and both GameStop and eBay, of course, are getting into NFTs right around now. And this story here on Coindesk says that they reported a $77 million worth of proceeds from sales of digital assets in the first quarter. So here you got a mainstream retail brick and mortar business that is uh, making money from the sale of IMX tokens they got as part of a partnership with the platform Immutable. I, I love to see that. That's mainstream uh, adoption right there. And uh, we love the stonks. Yeah. So roughly $77 million in proceeds from a company that has these retail locations all over so that's nice. They got a nice little boost from that, from uh, from those sales. And um, yeah, so they're going to continue to do some digital asset type of stuff. I believe they are working on an NFT marketplace. That's the goal to launch that this quarter. Um, this quarter's almost out. So it might be next quarter whenever they're going to launch that. And um, so they got a bunch of different downloads from, uh, from the Chrome App Store. They think the digital assets are the core to the future of gaming. Hello. Yes, it is. And uh, they're doing what they can to be a big part of that. Yeah, there was a movement on uh, on Twitter um, that was having some game companies pledge that they would not do NFTs. I'm like, boy, are you stepping in it? <laughs> You're going to have to walk that back hard because of your misunderstanding of what NFTs are, how they're minted, the alternatives for that are environmentally friendly out there. It you know, people just get out there and they 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 change their profile picture, whatever the flavor of the day is 
just to seem like they uh, they're you know supportive of whatever. So I I too I support the current thing. What did you change your profile to? (laughs) No, I saw I saw a hilarious tweet the other day. It was just funny to me. Just it shows the irony of it all. And it was like one month ago, people were protesting to send Ukraine guns. We need to send Ukraine guns to protect themselves from Russia. Send Ukraine guns. We need to do that. We're changing our flags to Ukraine. Then, like two weeks ago, everybody was protesting after the uh, the the uh, um, uh, Supreme Court document got leaked about maybe the future of Roe versus Wade. Then they were all out marching for the rights for women to end the lives of babies. Right? They were they were children's deaths. Then this last week. With all the school shootings, they're out there protesting to take away our guns because we want to save the children. So right. it's like within one month, it's like send guns, kill children, take away guns, save children. Like in the same four weeks, and it depends on how you look at it. Obviously, I, I believe pro-choice is that your thing, pro-life, whatever it is your thing, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but be consistent. Right. Be consistent in your choices and what you say and what you protest, because those are dichotomies in itself right there. And it just proves the irony of it. All it takes is a little bit of outrage and people will go up, get all upset about it. And then some of the next outrage happens and then they're going to freak out about that. How about you know, just uh, keep general well-being and be like, everything's working out perfectly. I'm, I'm do what you do. People are going to live their own lives. I'm glad my mom didn't abort me because then I'd not be alive. And I'm glad that your mom didn't abort you because you wouldn't be alive. And so everybody I'd be talking to myself. It would just be the bad podcast. I don't know if there'd be any crypto. I got to show you some irony. And of course, uh, this is only an audio version, so people won't see this, but I'll explain to you what I'm looking at this. Somebody posted on Twitter, what NFTs do you have to share today? And a guy whose name I won't mention posted that he did a drop on foundation called Born in the USA, followed by um, the uh, the line, too many senseless deaths. And of course, he's talking about, you know, the Second Amendment is what it says in it. And the picture the artwork is a ba- it's a, um, a sonogram, a baby in the womb, and it has a gun pointed at its chest. OK, and I just made the point. I like I saw that and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's so much irony here because there, I, I posted that there's more than 800,000 abortions a year. That's what this is what this made. That me number is exactly that. actually very low. It's closer. It's closer to 50 something million worldwide. Worldwide, yeah, but that's in the U.S. Eight hundred thousand okay. abortions a year, and and I told him that this is uh, intended to be a commentary on guns, but shows a condemned baby in the womb is more indicative of a far greater slaughter. And and he does it. He basically says, "I'm um, you know I'm an idiot for comparing the two. I'm like his picture is literally a baby in the womb, and there's over eight hundred thousand li- innocent lives taken every year." due to abortion by the way it's it's all perspective and think about this this is so 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 last year there was 454 um i think that was the number the total number of of children who got shot at schools last year 454 and uh but students but 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 children who had died of covid vaccine (laughs) is like 20 something thousand Right. From from people who have uh, it didn't work out and had complications from the vaccine over 20,000. And so it's like it, it depends on how you look at things, because here's the deal. 
when they take away the guns, if they try to take them away, which, you know, I think that there should be regulations on certain things. You don't need to have, you know, we don't need to have howitzers and we don't need bazookas and we don't need some of these ridiculously big power. I need a guns. tank. I need we, don't, a tank. we don't need those. Right. But what's happened in every other civilization when they've taken the guns is like that's whenever the mass genocide happens. Right. And so here we are at the cusp of society's collapse. If they wanted to try to take away guns, they should have done it 10 years ago when things were more calm. They shouldn't do it. They shouldn't try to do it now when when hyperinflation is happening and all kinds of crazy stuff's happening. People are it's getting so bad for some people, Joel, that I saw this is now people are going in to restaurants and robbing people who have food on their plates because they don't have any food. They're going in and ste- rob, like it's going to get crazy in some of these cities, folks. Like and that's not even hyperbole. If people are already going in and stealing people's McDonald's, like I think it was in a McDonald's. People walked around, they had a gun, they went around and stole everybody's McDonald's. And, and that's that's clearly people who are hungry right there, right? But if there was somebody else that had a gun there, they probably they would. I mean, I wouldn't shoot somebody over some McDonald's, but if somebody has a gun yeah. next to me, you know, I'd be like, all right, you got to think twice about what's going on. But if there's more good guys that have that's carrying, you know, just the other day, this mass, this, there was a mass shooting potential that was getting ready to happen. And a lady pulled out her her uh, her carry and shot the guy who was gonna who was gonna was lighting up people right. It was Which that, it did was in not Park. did not make the mainstream news, of course. No, they don't talk it about doesn't that. Fit, it doesn't fit the narrative, and they yeah. think you're stupid. Like anybody out there who is just buying into the narrative, they think you're stupid. If you're just buying into it, you may be. And I'm not. Listen, it's horrific what happens out there. Bad, it is absolutely horrific and i and i kind of feel like i know how we got here that's a that's a different topic for a different podcast but travis is right every travis right howard johnson's right uh sorry blazing saddles reference which could not be released today um (laughs) that all of the the previous attempts where they have disarmed people have eventually led to tyranny and bad things for the people that's it, this is history. This it's is not that's why, our, that's why our forefathers said that we have look what happened in Australia, right? Even with the COVID lockdown thing, they don't have any ways to protect themselves because they took away the guns. And then they freaking were literally grabbing people and throwing them into uh, COVID camps without their will, without their permission. And then luckily COVID sort of dissipated a bit. It's almost like the authoritarians, they take five steps forward, then they take a step back. And they take three steps forward, they take a step back, they just wait. And so it's like, these things, these pushes are not going to go away. And the thing is, is that even if they came around at this point and said, hey, you guys got to turn in your guns, they're illegal. The only good people are going to turn in their guns and be like, okay, we got to turn our guns. It says <laughs> it's the law, we got to turn our guns. The, the freaking criminals are not going to turn in their guns. That, that, that ship has sailed, folks. That ship has sailed. I think that we could eliminate putting massively powerful weapons in the hands of uh, our, our citizens and our governments. Like, I mean, seriously, shit goes down. We're all hosed. All you gotta do is all you gotta do is drop a, an EMP on us. And then technology gets destroyed. Half the civilization's dead in a year because we don't know how to live off the land and how are we going to live without electricity or without air conditioning? And this probably right here is going to piss some people off. I'm not trying to trigger anyone. I'm just saying that there's, we really need more love in the world, love ourselves, love others, and stop trying to control everybody. And a lot of these people who are going out and doing those mass shootings, they're on some really weird like medications. Like they're on some really psychoactive 
uh, mental medications that make them very unstable. And then, I don't know, I always go down rabbit holes. I'm like, how does 18 year old have a brand new truck and like all these I weapons and all these things like $10,000, $20,000 worth of shit. You don't even have a job and his parents are broke. Like how the hell's that happen? I saw, I just asked questions, Joel. I don't know the answer. No, you're a conspiracy theorist. How, I'm how definitely very a conspiracy dare you, theorist. I, I always ask and try to figure out where the bullshit lies. How very <laughs> dare you, sir? I'm uh, you know, I'm one of the uh, the biggest offenders of um, mass killings has happened on the other side of the world in Russia. And tying it back into crypto right now, the central bank in Russia has been very skeptical on crypto. And, you know, they've gone back and forth, uh, not as many times as China. But right now, the Russian central bank is prepared perhaps to make some concessions on the crypto regulation. So uh, maybe they're going to come around after all, but perhaps not much we can do about unstoppable money. Well, I tell you, I'll tell you, I've got a lot of friends in Russia. You know, I had some girls I've dated over there and um, chatting with them. And it was just like, whenever the things went crazy with Russia, right there at the start with the Ukraine war, and I've, I've dated girls in Ukraine as well. They're all, really, you can't tell the difference between them when you look at them. You know, Ukrainian, you Russian, you can't tell. They're just very, they're all beautiful. And, um, but it's really hard to send. You can't send any PayPal. You can't send anything through like PaySend. You can't send no any PayPal. money. You can't send in. The only way you can get money to people in, in Russia now is through crypto and get them a, get, send over Ethereum and then connect, they can connect it to a Binance wallet. And then they can, once they're on Binance, they can then, they have some way where they can convert it into the rubles. But the value of the ruble has been increasing pretty substantially here recently with the with the announcement of the gold-backed crypto ruble. Um, and uh, so we're going to see. So at, at the height, it was like $1 was worth 114 ruples or something. And now it's like $1 is worth 60 rubles. So that's like almost a 50%, you know, uh, devaluation of the dollar in a buying power in Russia. So... So back to this side of the world in the banking system, the CEO of the Bank of America says that his bank has hundreds of blockchain patents, but regulations will not allow it to engage in crypto. I know, right? The The United States of America, like all the other screwed up stuff that we've talked about that's happening over here, <laughs> it is amazing the, the control that they put on people in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And you can't open up accounts at certain exchanges. You can't participate in token offerings, all because you're a U.S. citizen. And they say, we don't understand this stuff. And you you grown as adults, you can't do what you want. So uh, innovation goes offshore. And here in the Bank of America, um, their regulator said, there's things you can't do, even with those cool patents you have. Take your innovation elsewhere. We're not interested in it here in the United States. Yeah, well... Well, it just goes to show how our leaders really understand finances as a whole, probably. I would say this is that, so Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen, um, who really needs to quiet down. I don't know why she's always yelling, but it's really obnoxious. But she said this, she goes, like a few months back, like, you know, inflation is transitory. It's just going to be a temporary kind of thing. And then she was like, oh, whoops. Sorry, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm wrong when I call inflation transitory. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Literally, that's what she said. Like I, I don't. Yeah. I, I would be saying you're fired. Yeah. You're, you're fired. 
And so they're there. These are the same fuckers that are making, trying to make regulations around crypto. They do not care about you, folks. Uh, This episode's running really long because of our rants, Trav. So I'm going to skip to the end because if we don't talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, then are we really a a, you know a a media outlet? Okay, I don't think so because you have to. I don't care what your show is about. You have to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and her taking a crap on his bed. Well, that's not her name anymore. Her new name is Amber Turd. <laughs> I saw a great photo. I saw a great photo of Amber Heard and Kamala um, uh, Harris, and it said shits and giggles. Just funny. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> she has, so t- as to the latter, the most annoying abrasive laugh. Like, just horrible. And Kamala Harris? Anybody- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we're talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And you know how much time I yep. spent watching this, Joel? Take a while to guess at how much I watched this. Um, case. Two, two minutes, maybe just on a Twitter replay. Um, no, less than that. All I did was I saw a TikTok when, when somebody said, so you poured yourself a mega pint of wine? And Johnny Depp goes, a mega pint? <laughs> I, I poured myself a large glass of wine. I felt it necessary. <laughs> that's, all, that's all i heard from the whole time. i was like ah but man think of that all the crazy stuff like so the amber heard johnny depp trial got all this publicity and all this and then the fact that that you know hillary's uh you know sussman the, his campaign manager who basically they they laid out the case that oh and even robbie mook basically said yeah hillary basically did all this and we paid him and they don't criminal but it was in Washington, D.C., and the jury had three Hillary donors and some other. So it's like, there's no way you're going to get a, a, a real court case tried in D.C. But they've basically proven that this that was. So so while that was going on, here's the Johnny Depp and Amber trial that everybody hears of. Right. Right. And then back in the day when uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, his court case was all on the news and everybody was talking about that at the same time that. Uh, 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 Gis- uh, Giselle, what was her name? Jalene uh, Gis- Maxwell. Maxwell. Jalene yeah. Maxwell, whatever the fucking name is. Maxwell. Yeah, that court case was going on, and you, there was nobody in that court case. That was like old school, where they were like drawing pictures, like an artist, court right. artist was drawing shit. You couldn't hear any of that, and then still to this day, she got proven guilty. And then everybody who's in that that Maxwell book and and Epstein, all those people who were doing all that the vile shit. None of those people have gotten busted. They, they walk. It's a conspiracy for me they to walk. go, oh, it, yeah, these powerful people. No, no. Here's here's what it is. When they do stuff like this, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in the media conspires to put it up everywhere, and they do because they think you're interested. Here's what they're saying. Hey, idiots, look over here. That's exactly okay. what they're saying. Yeah. Hey, idiots, look over here. And that is the moral of the story. And that's the current thing, me. you guys. It's the current thing. Yeah. Look over here, morons. So if that's, you hey, know, Joel, hey, Joel, it's, the of thing. it's the current thing. Kim Kardashian and all that bullshit about living other being so interested in other people's lives and their yeah. stuff that's yeah. going on. Look, it's one thing to go see a film and, and check out for an hour and a half or two mm-hmm. hours you know, and, and take a break from whatever your life is. But getting involved in caring so much about insignificance of other people's lives. It's only significant to them. It's saying, hey, idiots, 
looky over here. This is slate of hand or slight, whichever way you care to pronounce it, because I'm an idiot too. And they don't want you to see what's really going on. But it's a conspiracy. Whenever those big stories on, so that's how I just kind of operate, Joel. I think you do the same. It's like whenever those big things like that happen, then I'll always go to some of those alternative news sites. I'll be like, what's the real big news that's going on right now that they're trying to distract everyone from? And I would say this. Nine times out of 10 that I've seen that and gone on and done my own, when there's a current thing, there's always something else that's way bigger that should be the current thing that's not, that they're burying. Nine times out of 10, guys, and I'll say say it's probably 95 out of 100. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We're ranting. We've just offended so many people. Hey, Joe, when you edit this show, feel free to take out some of the things that we said. I'm not taking out any of it. We're we're leaving it all in. Be offended if you're offended. Guess what? Offense is on the person who is offended, not the person who says the words that offended you. You know, you got to control your own feelings Um, just because we might have said words that you don't like. So what? Mm-hmm. So well, don't they've, already like tuned, they've already tuned out. I got, I mean, I got nothing but love for people, man. It's like, it's right. like, you got to detract, you got to detach emotion from your thought. Really? It's like, you got to re- detach it. And then what you have to do is like, don't let emotion lead your thought. Can, try to find ways to connect your heart and your brain together into one. And then you're in a sort of a peaceful Zen mode where you know that things are going to work out. Things are working out fine. These, and we just got to find solutions for things, right? We can't get all upset mm-hmm. and emotional about stuff because then what happens is is you're holding that venom inside you right it's like you can't when you're mad or you're angry at somebody else it's like you're holding a charcoal briquette or a burning piece of wood and you're expecting the other person to get burnt it doesn't right and so that's why i say this like if you don't like hillary clinton i and i'm not a big fan if you don't like donald trump you're not a big fan but if you, that person's name triggers you and you get all angry, you think George Soros and you get all angry or Henry Kissinger, you get all angry and you think it was like, you got to let that go. F- find ways to send them love in a way that eliminates the venom inside of you. Cause that can venom I send Hillary to you is poisoning you. Can I send Hillary love by sending her to prison? You know what? She could actually get some really good prison love. There. <laughs> you know, that's I had something really profound to say, and I then that that totally uh, that totally <laughs> threw me you. off. I'm you know, sorry. here's the deal, folks: pursue truth, no matter the personal cost to you. And for a lot of people, their their beliefs are become so deeply rooted in their personal identity that they can't examine what it is they believe because if they change their minds if somehow they see something they didn't see before and they could be persuaded to look at the world through uh, through anything through a different lens to them it feels like uh somehow shameful that they're giving up a part of their own identity you have to separate truth in reality from your own personal beliefs and feelings and i've had to many times in my life give up on something that I believed to be true that held, I held really close. Once upon a time, I voted Democrat, <laughs> you know, as, as and, did I, as did I. and a lot, and I think what this is that I grew up, I don't know what happened along the way, but it's like, it's okay. It's like, so for me, I have certain beliefs that are kind of to the left, certain beliefs that are to the right. Right. It's like, I believe, uh-huh. you know what, personal freedoms, if you LGBT, I'm all for it. Do what makes you happy. What if about the Q? Love, you find love. What? All of them. I don't, I don't even know what all the alphabets every letter, are all of them, all of them, all the letters. connect them, you know, do your loving thing. I think that we need to be smart when it comes to 
you know, fiscal responsibility. That's typically a, a, a conservative thing, right? But it's like, so there's certain certain ideas that I'm on, certain things that over here. So it's, it's really, it's an issue by issue basis. But now what's happened is, is like politics is like sports ball. It's like, I vote for the blue team. I love the red team. Right. But, but most of my hats are blue. And then, but my other hats are red. So I have hats yeah. on both sides. Yeah. More I don't blue think those are connected to politics i think that's more based on the uh, the team you're in pursuit no matter politics many blood-sucking insects Poly pursue truth no matter the personal cost thanks for tuning in to us if you're still here for the end of the show we love you even more for sticking with us we love hearing from you we're going to be at nft nyc um later this month we're going to be speaking there and both of us are going to be emceeing on a couple stages there we hope to see you guys there what were you going to say trev you had something I say, I, we're going to be there unless we're canceled and say like everybody <laughs> leave us a review if you're listening and you like us, but if not, we're going to break. I would not be surprised to see a couple of ugly reviews coming up. Whatever. doesn't matter. Don't care. We're going to do what we do just the same. And the we're speaking the truth, that. folks. We're speaking our truth the way we see it. And again, it's all about whoa, doing whoa. your own research. Doing Hold your up. own research. Hold yeah. up. There's no such thing as our truth. There is only the truth. Well, there's the truth. And it's like, this is the truth as I have ascertained it to be to this point. But the so, truth can change. It's our truth. It's the truth. Evidence is their version of our truth at this point. Well, the, no, no, the, the the truth that you ascertain are your beliefs, but okay. that doesn't make it. The, the truth is is unmovable. It is okay. unchangeable. That makes sense. Right? Right. That's why they say there's your side, my side, and the truth. And, you know, you have your perspective, I have my perspective, but the truth is whatever it really is. Whether <laughs> I'm offended that my truths or feelings are hurt. <laughs> And I'm ending this podcast right now. Stay back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Big baby. <laughs> These guys say words that make Mom, me mad. Oh, saying stuff again hurt my feelings. I'm almost out of feelings, Mom. I got one left. Joel didn't stomp on here in the rest of the second. Shut up, Travis. I'm making you a sandwich. I'll be right there. Bring me the chicken tendies, Mom. Just don't drop them again. 